Welcome to Stories from the Heart with Brandon, where we share the truth one story at a time. Today, we're joined by Jamil Davis, the organizing manager for Black Voters Matter Florida. Jamil recently attended the Stop the Black Attack event at the Capitol building in Florida on Wednesday, January 25th. The event was attended by various civil rights activists and groups, including attorney Ben Crump, a prominent civil rights lawyer. Jamil will share his experiences and insights from this powerful event and discuss the ongoing fight for civil rights in America. Thank you for joining us on this journey to explore the truth through the stories of those who have lived it. The following is a discussion between our host, Brandon Williams, and his guest, Jamil Davis. Um, yeah, my name is Jamil Davis. Uh, I am a recording artist under the name Jamal Steele. I'm also an organizer. I'm organized with a couple of organizations, but my main um my main entrance into organizing now is the state organizing manager for the state of Florida for Black Voters Matter. We're an organization that does work in 11 main states across the country. Um, we do um, emerging work in a few other states, um, but we but our main focus is a um, few states here in the South michigan and pennsylvania um but i am over the entire state of florida when it comes to the on the ground field work for black voters matter thank you that's uh really uh, a major uh, role that you play uh, for the black voters matter organization uh, to our listening audience um they may not know what's going on in our uh, state of florida in regards to um Ron DeSantis's uh, administration uh, blocking the uh, AP African American Studies course. Uh, would you please give a little background about that before we uh, get into the specifics? Yes. Um, the organization that's known, the educational organization that's known as the College Board, um, which has been around for quite some time, is doing this test run for their new curriculum that that they created around the um, advanced placement african-american studies class um and they're doing like i said they're doing a test program at a few schools across the nation and the curriculum was introduced to the commissioner of education which is um senator manny diaz jr as well as the recently re-elected governor of Florida, um, Ron DeSantis. And they both um, both unanimously, unanimously vehemently agreed that this curriculum would not be taught in schools across the state of Florida. Now, if anybody knows, um, AP classes are college level classes that, um, that can get you college credit that are for students who are either dual enrolled or just want to get additional um, 
credit to put on their college transcripts as they enter into college while still in high school. The issue with that is that these classes are a choice for you to take. And while um, AP European history, AP Chinese arts and culture, AP German arts and culture, AP art history, and various other AP classes that um, touch on different cultures, different art, um, different artistic stances for other ethnicities are being taught in Florida schools. AP African American studies cannot be taught in the state of Florida, um, which for us is which for us is a pretty ridiculous stance to take, considering that this is a class that is being taught on various events and various situations that have happened in American history, because as we all know, African-American history is American history. Thank you. Uh, can you tell us about the Stop the Black Attack rally and its purpose? Um, so the Stop the Black Attack rally was a rally that was coordinated by um, a coalition of organizations here in the state of Florida whose focus is on building black political and organizing power for um, for the people of the state of Florida. Um, it was spearheaded by Equal Ground Education Fund, which was founded and led by which was, which was founded and is now led by Jasmine Bernie Clark um, out of Orlando, Florida. The purpose for the rally was to speak on how was to speak on the injustice that is currently going on, not just with this AP African-American studies class, but the various things that Governor Ron DeSantis has been doing since his current um, administration, entering into its second term of him being governor. Thank you. And so you, from what I understand, you attended the rally. Yes. Can you yes. tell... Um, yeah, can you speak to that and tell me what the atmosphere was like? Um, um, the atmosphere, to me, the atmosphere was was very. It was very joyful, but you can you could tell that every person that was every person who was attending the rally was there for a purpose, and that purpose was to focus on how focus on how the indoctrination and assimilation of public public education in the state of Florida could just go off without a hitch and how um, insane this situation is of not being able to have this class where people could people who chose to take the class can go in can go in, express their critical thoughts around these subjects, and be able to come out with a different and distinctive perspective of the African American experience in the in this country. And so, 
Um, one of the things that was announced by attorney Dan Crump um, is he is he has three three black students who will be the lead plaintiffs along with other plaintiffs on a lawsuit suing the state of Florida around these very classes being removed from the curriculum um, within the state. Um, and so that was one of the main key pieces of of the rally, um, as well as the press conference. Great. So the three individuals, um, from what I hear you saying, they, they're high school um, students. Yes, and uh, from my recollection, they're from Leon County. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you familiar with the climate in Leon County as it relates to what's going on uh, in a broader sense in the state? Um, is there, um, are there rather people protesting um, uh, this decision in Leon County, to your um, knowledge? I, I don't think, I wouldn't say protesting. I know that there are organizations that are looking to build strategy around what next steps would be in regards to where do we go from here after um, after this amazing and wonderful rally, because it's not so much about continuing to keep the conversation going, but actually having action steps towards um, what we can do as what we can do as black people in the state of Florida to have to have the to have the public education system be inclusive to the history that we and our ancestors have experienced and are still experiencing and are still experiencing right now. Um, there's also a there's also a sense of urgency in wanting to make sure that the state legislature the state legislature moves on legislation that benefits and empowers black people and people of color within the state of Florida as well there are uh, a few key reasons why uh, Ron DeSantis's uh, administration blocked the AP courses. Uh, mm-hmm. Would you tell our listening audience uh, about uh, some of those reasons and how do you feel um, about the decision to stop it based upon those reasons? Um, sure, if you give me... Just a second. So um, from the Florida Department of Education, um, an infographic was created around concerns found within the college boards. AP African College Board submitted AP African American Studies course. Um, One of the topics is intersectionality and activism. So intersectionality. So the concern is intersectionality is foundational to CRT or critical race theory and ranks people based on their race, wealth, gender, and sexual orientation. Um, Included reading, of course, is Kimberly Crenshaw, so 
who is co-editor of Critical Race Theory, the key writings that form the movement, as well as Angela Davis, um, who they consider a self-avowed communist and Marxist. Um, another topic within the African-American Studies course is Black Queer Studies, um, which included reading is Roderick Ferguson, who exclaims, we have to encourage and develop practices whereby queerness isn't a surrender to the status quo of race, class, gender, and sexuality. It means building forms of queerness that rejects the given realities of the government and the market. Um, another topic is the topic on the Movement for Black Lives, which is an organization with stated objectives that includes eliminating prisons and jails and in pretrial de detention and concluding the war on Black trans, queer, gender nonconforming and intersex people. Um, Another topic is Black Feminist Literary Thought. Included reading is Bell Hooks, author of many intersectionality texts. And the recommended reading states, I begin to use the phrase in my work, white supremacist, capitalist, patriarchy, because I wanted to have some language that would actually remind us continually of the interlocking systems of domination that define our reality. Um, I always tell people this is, this, is, this is my favorite one out of the ones. Um, topic 4.30, the reparations movement, all points and resources. And their concern is all points and resources in this study advocate for reparations. There is no critical perspective or balance and opinion in this lesson. And my, and my thought process is why should there be a, why should there be a balancing opinion on the lessons of reparations if we, if we've come to the understanding because there's been because there's been numerous presidents who have apologized for who have apologized for slavery. They've apologized for it. They have not yet done the work of what do we do as a nation, the United States of America, to repair the effects of what has happened to African Americans due to slavery. So if we've already, so if we've already come to the conclusion that the United States of America played a huge part in the practice of chattel slavery um, amongst people of African descent that are here in the Americas, then why should there be a balancing opinion on the discussion around reparations when reparations is not just apologizing for slavery but actually repairing the effects of what has happened to people of african descent in the americas due to slavery all of the other pieces that i've um all of the other pieces that i've touched on within that within that infographic i see no issue with and the reason that I see no issue with it is because many is because black people have played a part in many aspects of American history. The reason that the LGBTQ the reason that the LGBTQ community can walk around with these rainbow flags and codify, codify and commodify commodify LGBTQ pride as a as a business venture every 
June is because of the fact that Marsha P. Johnson and Marsha P. Johnson, a black trans woman, picked up a brick and threw it through a Stonewall bar and caused the stone and caused the Stonewall riots. That is the it, every every single piece that has that has been written on the start and the foundation of pride states that that is the found that that piece right there is the foundation of pride bayard reston is bayard reston is a um is a black queer man who who was the actual coordinator for the march on washington if the problem that the problem that many of us have who either advocate for black LGBTQ rights uh, or are within the or within the LGBTQ community is that within this within the spectrum of within the spectrum of activism and organizing organizing for black people you cannot eliminate nor can you dilute or silence the black queer voice in the movement and for so long that has been a that has been a topic of discussion where people have been like well why does sexual orientation why does people's sexual orientation or why does people's gender always have to come up when we're talking about um when we're talking about fighting for black rights and when we're talking about fighting for black rights in this country because we always have to continuously talk about fighting for black rights from a heteronormative from a heteronormative lens we don't want to be inclusive and we don't want to we don't want to be inclusive and we don't want to include all of the struggles that we as black people deal with in this country and that is a huge struggle that that a lot of black people within the black community deal with because there is a big section of black people who identify within the lgbtq community so no i don't have a problem with i don't have a problem with any of the topics that that's within the course because it's vital it's vital to the critical thought that one has to form when speaking on as well as digging into the African-American experience within this country. Thank you for participating in my TED Talk. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for going in depth uh, with that. And, and Jamil, I noticed that uh, when you speak spoke uh, to those very points. Uh, you, you seem to get fired up. Um, and I've often wanted to ask you, uh, first of all, uh, t- tell our listener, tell us, um, how long have you been fighting uh, for uh, equal rights and justice and uh, equity? I would, I would say officially um, since 2012 and um I think like as many of us, the 
event that happened in 2012, which was the murder of Trayvon Martin, is what sparked. Um, it's what sparked my my shift from just wanting to be someone that discuss that discuss these issues to actively being someone who advocated and fought advocated and fought valiantly for these issues. Um, as someone who has been on the ground, truly delving into organizing, I would say since like 2017, 2008, 2017, 2018 is when the real like shift happened and wanting to organize from, um, from an abolitionist type, from an abolitionist lens. Um, wanting to not just, because people, when people hear the word abolition, the first thing that they think about is, um, abolishing prisons or prisons or police. And it's more so abolishing the full carceral system that has so easily, um, given us the illusion of freedom within this country while still still assimilating and still putting us in a place where we have to assimilate within what society deems to be acceptable. Um, and so that's the, when, when I speak of abolition, I, I really speak of abolishing the systems that will not allow for people in this country to live as their authentic selves. So you've, you're not new to this. I wouldn't say so. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I would, I would agree with you, Jamil. Um, do you ever get tired? Every day, every day, like, like literally, Literally every I had a come I literally just had a conversation with a friend of mine about this. It's like you get tired because there are many people even within within our own community who don't understand who don't understand the lengths that we go in order to obtain freedom for our people in our people in this country and in this world. They feel as though if you just if you just fall in line and if you just check all of the boxes that check all of the boxes that we check all the boxes that this country wants you to check in order to reach the level of success that society deems to be what is looked at as successful, um, then you'll be fine. But the problem is, is that each person in this, each person in this world has, has their own definition of what success is. And what my, what my image of success is may not be what your image of success is. And so I should be able to I should be able to reach the level of success that I want to reach without feeling as though 
I have to be indoctrinated and assimilated into the standards that society deems acceptable. Like many times I've been, many times I've been criticized for, I've been criticized even down to the actual articles of clothing that I wear sometimes to events or wear to meetings. I don't come in, I don't come in Brooks Brothers up. And I'm not saying people who do come in Brooks Brothers up are any less black than any less black than I am, but I shouldn't be looked at as I shouldn't be looked at any less important than a person in a Brooks Brothers suit just just because I decided to come in and um jeans, a crew neck, a crew neck, and some Jordans. And so I, I, I get tired. I get tired every day because there's a place, there's a place for all of us. There's, there's a place for all of us. Um, even within the black community, there's a place for all of us. And it's up to, and it's up to us to be able to sit and have these conversations within our own communities for people to understand that everything should not everything that we do to obtain freedom for black people in this country to obtain liberation for black people in this country should not be looked at through the lens of cisgendered black cisgendered black male cisgendered black men and what they feel like freedom should be in this country. Like everything doesn't have to come from a patriarchal lens. Everybody should be included within the conversation. And if there's one thing that I'm tired of, I think that's the thing that I'm tired of the most when it comes to what do we do to achieve black liberation in the United States of America. What do you do to, you know, when you're, when you get tired, what do you do to um, revitalize yourself, bring you back to, um, I need to keep fighting. I chill out for a minute and I go, I chill out for a minute and I go hang out with my two year old daughter who reminds me of the reason as to why um i'm so i'm so laser focused on i'm so laser focused on the type of freedom and the type of liberation that i think is possible for all of us to for all of us to achieve um and, you know, like I and, and and there's moments when I say this that when I say these things that I feel like I come off as 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 being um, as being preachy, but I really don't want to come off that way. It's just. I feel like there's 
I feel like there's an opportunity for everybody to understand what a Florida where black people can live in um, freedom, equity, freedom, equity, and authenticity, what that really looks like. Like what, like, I feel like everybody has their own vision of what that really looks like. And I, I think that should be the real question that that we're asking in this day and time. Because once that question is, because my feeling is once that question is asked, then once that question is asked, it, it forces people to really sit with their thoughts of what does freedom look like for them. Um, and not just from a surface level. Like you really like when that question is asked, you really, really have to dig deep. And so um for me to get back to being refocused on that question, I, I sometimes just I, I breathe, I meditate, I breathe, I meditate, I pray, I go, I go watch Abbott Elementary and um I watch Albert Elementary and laugh at Quinta Bronson and Shirley Ralph. And I spend time with my daughter. Um, because like she's the, she's the greatest reminder of why we do what it is that we do. Thank you. Jamil, if there was anything that I didn't ask you uh today and you wanted to share with us. Um, I'm gonna give you this space to do so. Um, I think just to reiterate that, um, here in the state of Florida through Black Voters Matter, we have this awesome and incredible campaign that's known as BLKFLA. Um, and that's the hashtag as well, hashtag BLKFLA. Um, and it, it's basically centered around that question that, um, that I just recently posed which is what is your vision? What is your vision of a black Florida? What is your vision of a, a Florida where black people can live in freedom, equity, and authenticity? And I was very intentional with those three words, freedom, equity, and authenticity, um, because for so long we've said equality and equality puts us at a place where we're puts us at a place where we're given the illusion that we're in the same space as in the same space as the oppressive system, but you've only brought us, you only given us the resources and brought us up to that point that we should be at, but they've already had a 400 year head start. So they're still ahead of us. Whereas equity is you've given us the necessary tools and resources to truly be at the level that the oppressive system has been since the 400 year head start. Um, and so the FLA is the campaign, is so many issues that we touch on through BLKFLA um, if you want more information about it, I, I have a Twitter and an IG and my Twitter and IG handle is Jamal Steele, J A 
M A L S T E E L E. That's the that's the rap name because I do that on occasion. Um, and then also, if you want more information on Black Voters Matter as a as a full organization, um, please follow them on all social media at Black Voters M T R. That's Black B L A C K Voters V O T E R S M T R. Um, and check out the website at Black Voters Matter Fund F U N D dot O R G. That's Black Voters Matter Fund F U N D dot O R G. That's it. Thank you, Jamil. And we are going to be uh, following um, this situation going on uh, here in Florida, and um, looking forward to talking to you on other occasions. Uh, also, let me express my gratitude uh, because I really know you're a busy person. And uh, thank you for affording us this opportunity to hear what's going on here in Florida and your perspective on it. I always I love to hear everybody from 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 everybody that, from Pensacola that's really looking at that's really looking at the work that we do from an accurate and objective lens. And so, um, yeah, this this was this was my pleasure. This is definitely my pleasure. I appreciate it. Most definitely. Well, you have an awesome day, and we'll be talking to you soon. All right, man.